Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. So welcome to a new theme. We've been riffing on the word empowerment all year, 2020, and what a year, oh boy. So this new theme for the next few shows is called Embrace. The team voted and we said embrace. So the definition of embrace is to take or clasp in arms, when we all love to just do that right now, take or receive gladly, eagerly, willingly, and I'm holding my hand over my heart because I want to receive in my heart. Um, Embrace is also to avail oneself, to give of oneself, to encircle, surround, enclose, include, contain. And again, boy, don't we all want to do that right now, huh? Embrace. So I hope you enjoy this month's different shows because it's all about embracing not only yourself, but others and your empowerment. Enjoy the show. So welcome to today's show. Um, I'm excited to have this conversation before we started recording. You know, we both realized we've got uh, very much aligned work that we do. So I'm excited to see how this conversation happens and flows. But before that, I want to remind everybody to get my book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey. Uh, you can do it in more than 30 days. But if you're in the place, if this airs while we're still in that lockdown, this is a good time to do that investigation within yourself and really uh, begin to see where you're, you might be holding yourself back and where you can just let yourself fly into empowerment and live a life you've always desired. So it's Live an Empowered Life a 30-day journey, and you can get it on Amazon. So with that said, I want to welcome, she's a love coach. This is going to be interesting, everybody. She's a love <laughs> coach, and uh, her website is expandedlovemethod.com. I want to welcome Kate Harlow. Kate, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited to, to have you here because... Um, I have, well, we were talking about how we're both dealing with women and, uh, and helping escort women to a deeper understanding of the divine feminine within them. Now, and that, that's a lot of what your work is, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's naturally the divine feminine because that I, I don't, I don't speak to that so much directly, but it's more um, bringing women, awakening women back home to who we really are. And we've been operating from such a masculine place for so long that most of us are disconnected from our bodies, our intuition, our wisdom, our feelings, our, you know, sense sensations, our sensuality. So I, I help um, call women back home to the truth of who they are. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting because um, during this time, whether it's whether this shows up while we're still locked down, that's what I call it, or we're now coming out into, into the world again, hopefully renewed, it's interesting because 
what I'm witnessing, Kate, and I th I'm curious to hear what, what you think, is um, the collapsing of the patriarchal yes. societal thing that's had us all um, jumping through hoops, if you will, yes. for the last three, four, 5,000 years. Yes. And we're seeing, I mean, this, this um, isolation is really a huge opportunity to, to allow what was to really just fall away so we can all come out of this and co-create a better life, a better society, a better humanity together. Yes. Yeah. Whole, wholeheartedly agree. Um, I believe that we've over-glorified being busy for so many oh, years. It's yeah. like, I remember I, I was working with an EFT, emotional freedom technique, for those of you who haven't heard of it, um, an EFT practitioner years ago. And I used to come to my sessions and, and I'd say, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't, it's been so long. I'm crazy busy. I'm traveling so much. I'm crazy busy. I'm crazy busy. And she said, I notice you say that a lot. And I just want to know, what do you get out of it? Like, what do you, what's the payoff or what's the, what's the payoff? Like, what, what are you getting from being crazy busy? And I was like, what do you mean? I just am like, it's real. I went to California yesterday and I'm going to New York tomorrow. And like, I am crazy busy. And she helped me dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And we uncovered that there was this feeling important. Mm, yep. Under being crazy busy. Like that's, it, I felt like I was important in the world by saying I was busy. And there's something running underneath, which you talk about beliefs. So you would, I'm sure I agree, something run, running underneath uh, this need for it. And, and I hear people all the time feel uncomfortable with, not being busy and what does it mean about me and it's like oh now we have to face ourselves when we're not crazy busy so I totally agree it's the the shedding of of the patriarchy another layer of us shifting into a new way of being I have I uh, had a, a group call with my clients the other day and a client said, um, it's like the cocoon, we're in the cocoon right now. And oh, yeah. you, you have to go from being a caterpillar to a butterfly while you're in the cocoon. So yes, you're resting. And yes, you're, you're taking it easy, but you still have to show up in the cocoon and show up for yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to transform into a butterfly, right? But this is an opportunity for all of us to go inward, to come home home to create, to reinvent ourselves, to reinvent our businesses. I think it's just so divine. And I, I even think of if we, if we look at the coronavirus and people being afraid of catching the coronavirus, um, I'm sorry, but a lot more people are dying of heart attacks and cancer, which is caused by stress and overworking yes. than the coronavirus. So I just see this as such a blessing not to, not to discount, you know, um, the, the, you know, sicknesses that have happened and people going through struggle around it. But, um, but I, I really do think it's an opportunity for us, for us to learn to do life in a new way. Yes, I agree with you, Kate. And there's a, there's something else about being in that chrysalis of, uh, of of transmutation because the caterpillar emulsifies when it's in that chrysalis. Yes. So it becomes just this liquid goo. Yes. And then reformats itself. I mean, yeah. talk about divine brilliance. How does that work? Yes. It reformats itself into this other existence, and that is also, um, I think, what we're experiencing in, in what you said about taking the pause and, and, and de-stressing, there's this place of really just changing from the inside out what no longer works for you, what doesn't yeah. 
serve you anymore. Yes, it's all going to get revealed right now. And and being in that, I mean, people who've lost their jobs, it's like, yes, it can feel really confusing and scary and you can feel really lost and it's divine. You know, if you lost your job, there's something greater out there for you. So it's such a great time to reevaluate our lives. I know a lot of people are going through breakups right now. Um, I'm hearing that with a lot of clients and a lot, a lot of breakups are happening, which makes sense. You know, people yes. are, have gone, been in relationships where they're actually avoiding facing each other and what's actually there or not there and have, have just been busy, busy, you know, doing life and not actually paying attention to the relationship. And now that they're both home and, you know, facing each other, it's like, okay, you sink or you swim. Like you either figure a new way and you learn how to relate in a deeper, um, more conscious evolved way or you, or the relationship implodes. Well, so let's talk about how do you, in your expanded love method, how do yes. you support women yeah. in, um, in facing those uh, facts or fears or whatever, if they're in relationship and it's not working? Yeah, the biggest thing that uh, that so basically in the expand the, what the expanded love method is, I'm working with two aspects of uh, of self, and when when I'm working with women. And so that we've got our ego self, which I call in my work, your saboteur. And mm -hmm. in, in my work, my clients name that part of themselves. My saboteur's name is Regina. She's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's named after Regina for mean girls, but she's not mean to other women. She's just mean to me. Um, but, but in building a relationship with this aspect of myself, I was able to shift some really, really painful patterns like jealousy, comparing myself to other women used to be chronically jealous and comparing myself to other women. And as a result, I was so small and so cut off from all these parts of myself. And so my saboteur, when that part of me was in charge of my life, I was suffering constantly and mm -hmm. I was not living my purpose and I was not, you know, standing up for something and I was not fulfilled in relationships because I was, I was driven by that voice in my head. And so in the expanded love method, first we get intimate with that part, with your saboteur, name her, get to know her, get to know where she came from, get to know her intimately like she's your roommate because she's not going anywhere and learn right. how to not let her lead your life because as long as she's leading, you are suffering. And so then once we uncover that part, then we can start to awaken the, all the shutdown aspects, which I call your heroine, which is really your soul. Mm. Who, you, who you came into this world as, you know, every single one of us as little kids were wildly expressed. We were vulnerable and we were real. We didn't care what anyone thought about us. We were, you know, we felt all our feelings, but we were still geared towards pleasure, you know, but not afraid of pain. And we were boundaried, very, very boundaried. Little kids say no when they want, when it's a no and yes, when it's a yes. And we're, we're our, our essence is just, you know, at the surface. Our gifts are at the surface. And then over and over again, we get told who to be, what to think, what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong, and then shapes our saboteur. And it becomes really who we think we are. And so with the expanded love method, it's about untangling that part and separating the stories and the voices in your head, the voice uh -huh. in your head from your truth. And that's why my podcast is called The New Truth. It's about helping women come back to the truth of who they are. We all think, you know, in the, I call it the old paradigm, but in the old paradigm, when the saboteur is leading, the saboteur is like, okay, gotta go to school, gotta get married, get a job, find a guy, get a ring, get a house, get a, and follow these 
check these boxes. And then women wake up one day and feel totally dead inside or have an affair or have a drinking problem or have, you know, are numbing their pain because they've, they've designed, they've, they've been living this life. That's not actually their, their own truth. And you so your hair, described, you just described my past, my marriage of 20 years. Ah, yes. And that totally is most women different. I work with. Most women I work with have been married before. They got married for the wrong reasons. Almost all of my clients, this blows my mind. Almost all of them knew on their wedding day that it was, uh, that it was out oh, of alignment. Wow. Like yeah. that they just like, they felt sick, but, but here's the thing. So, so expanded love method teaches you how to operate from your truth right? Mm -hmm. Versus the truth of our society, the truth of our, you know, social circles, the truth of who we've been taught to be, who we think we should be, what we, how many decisions do women make based on not letting other people down? I mean, even these brides that got married when it was out of alignment, they said they didn't want to let other people down. Like other people don't care about your life as much as you think they do. The person that should care about your life is you. And so it's about learning how to distinguish the difference between a story in my mind versus a feeling in my body and my truth, listening to that inner GPS that has always been there. It just got covered with saboteur stories because when we were little, we got taught to not listen to our GPS. Right. Right. No, I don't want to sit on Santa's knee. The little kid says they scream, they cry. They don't have a reason. It's just a no because their GPS says no. And mom and dad, bless their hearts, don't know any different. They think, oh, we need to get the picture. And now it's like for Instagram, right? And they force their child onto Santa's knee. I witnessed this happen last Christmas. And I, I just like made me so sick to watch over and over again that I wouldn't have sat on that guy's knee. He right. didn't look like real Santa. He was probably a 30-year-old stoner, like didn't want to be there. And every single child had a temper tantrum and freaked out no matter what age they were saying no. And their parents took their boundaries and said, you don't get to choose. I get to choose right? And of course, with parenting, like there's moments where you have to, for their safety, tell them what to do. But that's the journey of the human experience is we get told who to be as opposed to be who we are. I've even changed my name. That's a, another story. But my entire name has evolved over the last 13 years since I've, 14 years since I've been on this journey of awakening who I really am. And it's, uh, and it was about me reclaim, it was really hard to do at first, but about me reclaiming like, wait, someone else chose my name for me. That like, at, at first I felt weird changing my name. And then I thought, isn't it weirder that there's no time period where we go through when we're, we become adults where we actually say, Hey, is this name a fit for me? Does it exist who I am? It never felt like a fit for me. Yeah, I got the same story, Kate. No way. Because Susan, the name Susan was so popular. You know, there was always five Susans in any of my classrooms. And um, I always wanted to change my name, but I couldn't find one that felt authentic and real to me. I'm still Susan now. Ah, you should come. I've grown into Susan more. Yes. Yeah. Resisted Susan. Yeah. And that can happen too. Um, in my work, my clients, uh, name their heroine as well. And they, um, I, I, do, I have an event in Greece called the immersion and it's where women really become their heroine and awaken all these shut down aspects of themselves, like their power, their sensuality, their expression, their innocence, their heart, like all, 
all these parts we get disconnected from and we're all operating it from that fear-based saboteur mind. And so they awaken their heroin and, and in Greece, they actually go by a different, that name for the whole week because there's something magical that happens, which has been my journey when I change my name. When you change your name and you, and the purpose of it is not for them to actually change their name. Although I have had several clients that have ended up changing their names. Um, but the purpose of it is to let go of who we think we are. Because yeah. who we think we are is mostly our conditioning. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So then, so then coming back to the truth of who we are yes. um, is uh, often like I, I, peeling a bunch of layers, right? You talk about all that conditioning is just piled on top of us. And, and, yes. and then coming into that place, uh, I know from my experience, when I really found me, underneath all the, the garbage that had been not just from family of origin, but my ex-husband and, you know, his family and friends. And when I found myself, there was a part, there was a huge part of me that went, wow, I don't even know who I am. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't love myself. I don't yes. respect myself. Otherwise, if I did, why would I have put up with all that? Exactly. Gosh, right? Mm -hmm. And that finding that truth of who we are yeah. um, is actually the beginning of a, a whole journey of, well, oh, I, I journey to empowerment, but it's a whole journey into uh, respecting yourself and owning, well, the truth of who you are, like you say, owning that truth. And it's, yeah. it's, for some women, it's really scary because they haven't ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And, and, and the old paradigm actually, I, so here's my stance at the, the podcast, the new truth podcast, the old paradigm of love that tells us we're supposed to be with one person. You know, it's funny because my best friend's an astrologer and she said, there's very few charts where people are actually designed for that. Like very few, it's very rare that, that you are, that, that, that there is a woman who's designed to be with one man forever. And when you actually think about how unromantic we wrote, we've romanticized forever because of Disney and Hollywood and, and it's become this, Oh, forever love. I want to grow old with you, which is rooted in fear, right? It's mm -hmm. not trusting like, Oh, I feel really good now. And so I've got to keep this forever. But when you like, if you, you know, going back to the butterfly, a butterfly is so beautiful. I want to keep it forever. You put it in a jar and put a lid on it and try and keep it forever. It's going to die real quick right? Yeah. That's what happens to relationships and pol polarity and energy and everything in within the relationship because forever is like, okay, you're always going to be there. So we, we become complacent and um, it, like we're committing to our future selves without even knowing our future selves. And quite often women make like, the women I've worked with quite often women make the decision because of the pressure our society puts on us that a woman still really has only one place to be. And that's, you know, married with a husband with children, um, you know, and, and that's still the, the, the storyline that's pushed on us. And that's still the, it's our conditioning. It's everywhere. People are so uncomfortable with women being on their own. And, the, and, and this is not to discount the beauty of relationships. I believe that that's where the most growth can happen is when we are yes. in relationship. And yet most people make relationship decisions from their saboteur. It's like, it's rooted in fear. Okay. I'm going to choose this person forever because I'm afraid what it will mean about me if I'm on my own or I'm afraid 
you know, what it'll mean if I'm, if I'm not married at this age or if I don't have kids or if I, and so we make decisions based on someone else's storyline as opposed to coming back to our own truth and like, what, how do I feel and what do I desire and what, Mm -hmm. what is true for me right now? We can't know how we're going to feel or who we're going to be in 10 years. Right. So can't. You can't. And, and I would suggest that this fear that causes uh, women to go into relationship is not just uh, generational. This goes back decades. Oh, absolutely. Because the fear is about if I have children, I can't go out and hunt and provide for myself. And I have to protect those children. And, um, and so you become very vulnerable mm-hmm. in, in that whole mothering aspect. And so the, par- the patriarchal paradigm said, okay, honey, you stay home in the cave with the kids mm-hmm. and I'll go catch the wildebeest and you'll be fine. And, it be- and it's become a collective, a race consciousness, if you will, yeah. a human race consciousness that men are the providers and women stay at home with the kids. And thank God for the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Because the suffragettes and the people that did women's lib broke a lot of ceilings and put their lives at risk. So women now, you know, can say, you know what? I don't think I'm going to marry you. I don't yeah. need a man to make me happy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It helps to have, it helps to have a fun, loving relationship. That's, that's the fun part. But you don't necessarily... Once you learn how to love yourself, there's a whole new perspective. And it's not about having a man to love you, to make you yes. enough. Yeah. And it's, and what I've noticed from working with women is they, they're either, they're either the, on one side of the spectrum where the, the like fantasy addict where they're waiting for love and waiting for the man and just want a relationship. And then I'll be happy in that sort of in that illusion. I just want to ring on my finger and then I'll be happy. I just want to get married and then I'll, or they're walled, right? They're shut yes. down. I don't need a man. I'm independent. I don't like, yeah. this is the 20th, 21st century. I don't need, you know, and so the, the, but the place to, to be really is in the middle where it's, it, and I always say this, and if you listen to my podcast, I say this over and over and over again, where is it coming from? All of our decisions, where are they coming from, right? Is it coming from my truth inside of my body or is it coming from my saboteur? Is it coming from a story of what I think I should have or what my life should look like? That makes all the difference in the world. So it's not to discount relationships. Relationships are so beautiful and they activate different parts of ourselves. Um, It just breaks my heart how the old paradigm of love that's based on fairy tales and fantasy has women so desperately wanting to get to, to, to meet a, a man but have, but nowhere do they teach us, like, what about ourselves? Like right. what, what you talked about is I've spent the last fifth, uh, I've spent the last almost 15 years uncovering my soul and falling in love with my soul. And I used to hate myself. I oh, used yeah. to I'm absolutely my hate myself, which is most women compared myself to every woman. I felt not, you know, smart enough, beautiful enough, successful enough, uh, everything you can think of. And I have been on this journey of, and it really, I'm, I'm 39 in a month, really shifted at 30 for me where I had been on the personal development journey for a while. And I was already coaching and I was, I was in the, I started in the business realm. That's a different conversation, 
But I, when I turned 30, that's when I really started getting to know my own soul and really started to, to, to love getting to know my own soul and love getting to know what does light me up. And, and, and so like when you're operating from your heroine, it's about at like everything that you feel, you start to own all of your feelings. It's it, the good, bad, and the ugly. So like when a woman goes on a date and she's in her saboteur, she thinks the guy is the reason she feels good. She's like, wow, he's so amazing. He's so smart. He's so successful. He's so charming and funny. And he's the one. He's, it's got to be him. And now right away, her attention goes away from herself and onto him. But what the heroine does is she shows up on the date and she's in touch with her own body and her own experience. And she's curious about this person in front of her, but also knows that he's a total stranger, right? So she's coming from a place of curiosity and open heartedness like children do, but she's actually owning all of the feelings. So when she leaves the date, she, she calls her best friend and instead of reporting how great the guy was, she reports how she feels. Hey, I feel so happy right now. Wow. I feel so relaxed. That was, I had such a good time tonight. I feel turned on. I feel sexy. I feel powerful, cool universe. I want more of that. And she doesn't think the guy is responsible for her activation. She knows that it's her and she like makes it her mission to create a life that's filled with activators. So she can feel that way most of the time. And of course we're going to feel pain too, but like the more we can commit to our own pleasure and our own experience and our own journey, as opposed to thinking that we, we need to get it from some romantic love story because yeah, that's going to be one of your activators, but only one, and it will not sustain you long-term. So designing a whole entire life that's filled with activators is the thing that's going to have you feel alive and radiant and, 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 you know, it's going to, your, your love stories when they do happen are going to last way longer when you take responsibility for your feelings. Right. That's a, that's a huge key. A lot of people don't want to take Mm -hmm. responsibility. Again, haven't been taught to take responsibility. Instead, they've been taught to be the victim Mm-hmm. Right. And let me tell you the story of how I've been victimized and, you know, whatever else that is. Yeah. And that's all avoidance of w- what's your participation in your Totally. Life. Yeah. Where, where are you self-responsible, like you said, Kate, for your feelings, yeah. right? And how it feels in your body and not projecting it onto someone else. Yes. Oh, he, he makes me feel good. You, you know, in some ways you just described my my current relationship, because um, when we got together, you know, we're, we're now of a certain age when we got together and we'd both been through hard stuff. And um, when we decided we wanted to really be together, we both knew, and we had a conversation about, I, you, you aren't filling up my empty hole of love. I fill my own love up from the inside out. I fill that inner well with love for myself. And then I get to share that with you. you, I'm not expecting you. And he said the same thing to me. We're not expecting each other to fill that empty hole within us. That's, again, self-responsibility. That's my responsibility. Yeah. Fill up that love well within me and know when it's getting low and not make it about somebody else. Yeah. It's exactly. not it's not his responsibility to nope. make me feel good. It's my responsibility, right? And 100%. When I feel good, 
then I get to share that. Like you were saying, you get to, you get to feel it with other activators. You get to participate more fully in your life when you are in that state of loving yourself, loving your soul, knowing, right? Yes. And it, and it just leaves women so powerless when they think it's just going to come from love, from yeah. romantic love. It leaves us so powerless because yes, I know how it feels in the beginning. And yes, I've been there. And I, the reason I teach what I teach is because I was a complete fantasy addict. I had, I, my cousin once was, I said, oh, Byron's the one, he's the one. I just know it. And she's like, you say that every time. You've had like 15 boyfriends and they're all the one. <laughs> and I was just like hopeless romantic, total fantasy addict. And nothing ever satiated me long-term because I was addicted to the high of the fantasy. And it wasn't real love, right? Real love is when you're basking in the feeling inside of yourself and you're, and it, it like all love is, is a feeling inside of ourselves. We think it's like some grandiose thing, that, it, but it's not it's like not. real love is being really present with myself and connected to my body and my feelings and my experience and sharing that with someone else and sharing, you know, vulnerably who I really am and what's really going on for me. That's intimacy into me. You see like letting people see who we really are. And yet the old paradigm has us contort ourselves and contrive ourselves and shut parts of ourselves down in the beginning and then you get into a relationship and these dynamics happen where in in my experience actually of coaching women most relationship issues one person's the parent either the mother or the father and one person's either a teenager or a child right and so because we're like that's when the saboteur is in charge that's what ends up happening is the reason polarity dies is because you know if the woman's nagging and controlling and and trying to get something from the man well now he's going to turn into a teenager and she's his mom and yeah. she's and and they're not going to want to have sex with each other and she's going to be constantly like he's not giving me the thing I need. And he's going to be like, fuck off. You're so, oh, I don't know if I can swear on this. Can I swear? <laughs> okay. Um, but he's going to be like, you're so annoying, you know, and, it, and, and, and it just creates this discord. And that's why relationships are so challenging. Mm -hmm. um, nobody teaches us how to do them. So, you know, it's not our fault, but, um, but that's what happens when we think someone else is responsible for us feeling good or, or same with when we think they're responsible with our pain for our pain. Yeah. is that we end up just operating from these patterns and these dynamics that are not who we really are. And well, then we rip ourselves off. Yeah. yeah. And we don't get to experience real love because we're so busy operating from our pain body and from our patterns and our seeing this person through the lens of your whole entire life of trauma and childhood wounding and, you know, all the hurts and heartbreaks you've experienced before. When the saboteur is in charge, that's what happens in relationship. Yep. I've seen it multiple times. I've lived it. Yeah. I've seen it. Yes. And it's interesting in this new relationship, uh, I watch myself. I, I really awesome. watch myself. If I start to have uh, control behavior, controlling behaviors, I, I really watch myself and try and step back. And if I start to develop a resentment list, you know, a lot of women, well, he didn't even, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I sit myself down, I, yes. I journal it out. I see, I ask myself where I am not meeting myself. Yes. Where yes. am I not listening to myself? 
because yes. it's never about the other person. It's no, and and, and it do, it doesn't mean that you don't set boundaries and you don't stand up for yourself if something's not working for you. Like it doesn't mean that you just do your own work and then you're just like, okay, everything's fine. Like you still have to have conversations, which I'm I know you know, but like you still have to have conversations with each other and share. Like, hey, okay, here's here's when you did that thing. Here was the impact. Here's how I feel. You know, and um, like you bring your you, but 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 being willing to look at your own side, like in relationships, there's always the persecutor and the victim. So like the, the, when you think about, um, like an affair, for example, like one person obviously looks way worse in that scenario and they become the villain and they become the bad guy and everyone, but ultimately that affair happened because there was the dynamic playing out in the relationship. And so what was my part? You know, if, if, if my partner went off and was with someone else, what was my part? You know, not to say that you don't, that you stay in that relationship and you tolerate that behavior, but the only way you're going to grow is if you're willing to look at, okay, where was I not showing up fully in this relationship or where was I not listening to my truth? I have, I have friends who've been partners have had affairs and they, they knew something was off and they just kept ignoring it because we don't, nobody teaches us to listen to that that gut feeling. We all have it. Every single one of us has that like, Oh, I knew I shouldn't have gone to that party or I knew I should have gotten good. Shouldn't have gotten to that car or what? Like we have that, that guidance. that's always niggling at us, but because it doesn't come with a story, it's not like it often doesn't make sense. It's just a feeling you go on a date. The guy's really charming. He's really funny. He's really, seems really sweet okay, but I feel a bit sick inside. Well, probably he's a narcissist or sociopath, right? Because they're very charming. So we feel sick inside. But if no one taught us that that's actually the thing to follow, if we follow our story in our head, our saboteur is going to be loving this guy because he's charming and, you know, good looking and funny. Like it's, so it's, it's learning how to like, how to really listen to that feeling inside. And when a relationship isn't aligned, I think this was a question you asked. I mean, we're going so many places, but a question you asked earlier, and I kind of went on a side tangent. When you're really in touch with your body and you're really like you're, you get in the habit of separating the story. Journaling is a great way to do that. Just writing out what is the story I'm telling myself right now, separating the story from how you feel in your body and you learn to trust your body and you learn to just follow it even when it makes no sense that's when you know, you know, if you're in the right relationship or not, or if you should go on a second date with this person, or if you should take that job. It's like when you start operating from that place, that's when flow happens. That's when life supports Mm -hmm. you because you're following your own truth, which we live in a world, especially right now, but um, we live in a world that's constantly bombarding us with other truths that that are pulling us away from ourselves. And so the practice of coming back to that cocoon and being willing to come home to ourselves and to learn how to listen to our truth. Even if you start with baby steps, like going to a restaurant and like, what is your body? Like really listening to your body. What do you feel drawn to? What do you, um, you know, like just practicing listening to the, that, that feeling inside. And the more you build that muscle, the more, the more faith you have in yourself and know that you can trust yourself. We've been taught that safety is in a relationship, that safety is in a man, safety is in a partnership. You have to have someone else in order to be safe. But the reality is it's not safe outside. Nothing outside of ourselves is safe. As we know now, all the people that were in secure jobs because they thought it was safe, like nothing is safe outside of ourselves. The only thing like safety only exists within. 
So learning how to build that trust for ourselves is so important and how to follow that truth, that inner truth, no matter what people around you are saying or no matter what influences you have, that's when you live a life that feels aligned and and that's where, yeah, your empowerment is. (laughs) So uh, Kate, Kate Harlow, I love that you are so impassioned about the work that you do and I absolutely get that you are here at this time to help, uh, in a way, midwife the new paradigm that mm-hmm. we're all getting to co-create together. And we don't know what it's going to look like. But what you're describing right now is listening to our inner guidance, our intuition, our, our, uh, our heart space, and allowing that to lead. Not the head, yes. not, the, not the fear factors, not the old paradigm of, I need to be safe and he's going to help me. But really co-creating a brand new way of existence in the world and in relationship. And I just really honor you, Kate, for, for the work that you're doing. I, I say thank you on behalf of so many. Ah, thank you, Susan. You're welcome. And so Kate's website is expandedlovemethod.com and her podcast is The New Truth. And I'm going to be listening. I, awesome. I, I just celebrate you. And thank you so much for joining me today. I have a sense, Kate, we're probably going to have to circle back. Totally. We could this, talk for a long time. There's a lot could. of synergy. Yeah. This whole, this whole time just zipped by. So yeah. thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Susan. You're welcome. And I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.